0: It is the word of Landru. Joy to you, friends, and thanks for joining us here in Standard Orbit, Trek FM's dedicated show to the original Star Trek series. My name is Drew, or Landru. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, Mike, from Commentary Trek Stars. Hello. And we're joined once again by Andy, also known as First Time Trek, here to do her first commentary. Oh, yeah.
2: I think for this one I have to be called Second Time Trek. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. Uh-huh. Oh. you get your reactions on your second time watching. <laughs>
2: and Guys, you're here for a historic moment. This is the first time I've rewatched a Star Trek episode.
0: Ever? Ever. Oh, wow. Oh, well, no, boy. but you rewatched
1: Star Trek 09.
0: Episode. Yeah. She said episode. Uh, c- but uh, that's... to
2: be fair, I saw Star Trek 09 in the theaters before I had seen anything with Star Trek, and that was in the theaters.
1: Okay. All right. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. I remembered how hot Zachary
2: Quinto was, but I didn't remember much else.
1: Yeah, (laughs) that's hard to forget, I guess. All right, so we are doing a commentary this week for season two, episode 26, Assignment Earth, which, as Drew noticed today, uh, aired 47 years ago to the day that we are recording. 47, a very important number in star trek circles for a reason which no one knows and uh yeah this is uh one of andy's favorite episodes from season two is that correct
2: that is correct although um most of what i loved about it is i was just so surprised the whole time because there was a cat and i didn't know why there was a cat so (laughs) we'll be seeing how i react now that i know there's going to be a cat
0: yeah, see, this is exciting because you'll be able
2: to focus on the actual episode
0: because <laughs> you won't be like,
2: "Oh, kitty!" No, no. When's the
0: kitty come back?
2: Not kitty, ninja cat.
1: Ninja cat. <laughs> see, see, this is it is exciting because I mean, obviously, your whole thing is that you live tweet episodes and and you provide you know your instant reaction to to that. So now this is like an an audio version of your Twitter feed. <laughs> Pretty uh, i'm cool. pretty
2: sure my twitter feed's gonna go bonkers because most of the time they're like i get tweets all the time there are people like i wish i could see your face because sometimes <laughs> i'm like describing my reactions and like sometimes i just get up and run around or i'm a very dramatic <laughs> person i don't know if you've noticed this so like sometimes <laughs> i'll just like actually like physically react and like flail around and um this is as good as they're gonna get because I'm never doing video of that. Never. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> All right. Well. Well. How about we get this thing started? Um, Let's we're, do it. We're at zero, zero, zero on the countdown. You can watch this on Netflix or
0: Amazon, Amazon, or Blu-ray. Or
1: Blu-ray. Or... You can watch the 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 original broadcast version or the new specialized special thingy. Um, I know Andy, and, and and what about you, Drew? Are you watching the special version? I'm
0: I'm watching the the remastered version. All yes. right,
1: I'm watching the original version, and uh, as is our custom, yes. And if you guys are ready, I'll give a countdown, and then we'll start it up. Um, in three, two, one, start. There we go, and there is the Enterprise flying above Earth.
0: What? Oh, what? I going don't on? understand. Isn't it just a globe in your version? <laughs> yes, it is.
2: The best part <laughs> about the beginning for me was I was I loved how Kirk's doing this commentary and he's just like, "Oh yeah, we time travel, whatever."
0: Yeah. That's yeah. no this big deal. This is the only episode where it's just like, "Hey, uh we're back in time because why not?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> but I like how they use the same technique which has been established in in, you know, earlier in the show where they slingshot around the sun and everything like that. But, yeah, they're like, well, we need to, you know, check out some stuff.
2: So let's time travel. Yeah.
0: yeah. Let's figure Whatever. out what's wrong with 1968.
1: Because, the you know, that Wikipedia entry is, is rather sparse or something.
0: Now, originally, we, we found out talking to Mark Cushman, who wrote uh, These Are the Voyages Behind the Scenes book. Originally, this was going to start with them watching television. They were like, we're back in 1968. Uh, we're picking up some television transmissions. And they just start watching Bonanza.
2: That'd be amazing. They should have done that. But you guys are about to talk over my favorite part, which is the moment when Space Bond just suddenly appears for no reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're going to beam him in and uh, yeah, we'll get there. But uh, now, I mean, uh, Andy, how much do you know? I mean, I'm assuming at the time you didn't know, but since then how much do you know about like the history of this episode
2: well I was told while I was watching it that this was supposed to be like a test for a test pilot of some kind for a spinoff yeah which mm-hmm. I am forever sad that didn't happen because this is easily the best entrance anybody has ever made onto the Enterprise ever he's wearing <laughs> I can't. he's wearing this suit with the cap. <laughs> The cat
1: is great, you know?
2: And he just looks around like, oh, why am I here? <laughs> this is so beneath me. But he's carrying a cat. Why? Yeah. The best part about the cat for me, <clears throat> and bear in mind that if you were, if, if if there had been audio of my first time watching this, I actually paused this and ran around. So, because <laughs> I was like, why? Why did that vet and I, I believed I called it Baller <laughs> because he just <laughs> shows up with a cat, and that's the coolest move ever. And he looks like a Bond villain, and can't get better than that. Best entrance ever.
1: Yeah, it is pretty great. Yeah, you said your cats look just like that cat.
2: Yeah, I have two little black cats, and um, it's it was weird for me watching Cat Spa actually too because I uh, Jerry. Okay, Jerry Cat and Mary Cat—they're basically okay. twins, um, except for Jerry's mean. And they sleep on the desk in front of my uh, TV all the time. So half the time I'm trying to get them to get off that cat. <laughs> um, half the time I'm trying to get them off the desk. So I actually have a picture of Jerry like sprawled over the desk, like just in a very cat-like disdainful pose with a screenshot of, in the background, the cat from Cat's Paw, and they look exactly (laughs) the same.
1: (coughs) Did you see, this is a bit off topic, but, you know, Steven Soderbergh, director of Ocean's Eleven and Traffic and whatnot, he posted a picture yesterday, a series of pictures on Twitter, of um, he was editing the new season of The Nick, and editing grinded to a halt for 20 minutes because his cat sat on his (laughs) laptop (laughs)
0: I wondered who you retweeted. I saw that picture. I'm like, I don't get it. (laughs) Okay, Soderbergh. That makes sense. Yes.
2: This guy, this space Bond guy, he looks (laughs) like a Bond villain. Like that jaw. He looks like that guy that has like the filed teeth or whatever. Jaws? Yeah, that guy. He looks like (laughs) this fart. Look, Look at this cat. cat. This is how I began began calling <laughs> her ninja cat. <laughs> the cat was gonna
0: attack the security officers. It's totally true. She does attack the security I officers, know. doesn't she? Oh yeah, I forgot.
2: <laughs> the moment that she does that, and oh, we're spoiling it for whoever, because when it came out of nowhere for me, it was the <laughs> No greatest one's moment first I'm time like,
0: tracking this okay, with us. Sorry. Don't worry.
2: But I don't know how you could ever possibly get over the moment when she <laughs> Not only attacks but wins a fight against <laughs> an enterprise security officer.
1: Yeah, well, you know like... the enterprise security officers may not be the best in the uh, in the fleet, but you know.
2: <laughs> but she's a tiny cat.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I does that really make a difference because I have lost many fights with my cat, you know. And, well, and yeah, I, I mean, mean he's a big cat, but you know.
2: My cats are really really little and they have no claws and they win fights with me all the time, but uh most mostly because they just have a stronger will than I do. <laughs> but yeah, the that moment will live in infamy. I was laughing so hard I cried. <laughs> I'm about to do it again. <laughs> I warned them when they told me that we were doing this. I warned them that all I was going to be doing was laughing and yelling "Ninja Cat" every five seconds. <laughs> Are you... perfectly fine? There <laughs> Here
0: we go. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Gary Seven is apparently uh, immune to Vulcan nerve pinches, but not immune to stun.
2: Well, that's good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise for him now. and his cat would have torn the enterprise apart.
0: So yeah, you're right. This this was uh it was supposed to be a spin-off slash originally it was just a pilot that, that Roddenberry wrote, and then uh he joined forces with someone else who had a similar <sighs> pilot that they were gonna pitch. And then they combined forces and then Roddenberry was like, I don't know if this, this series is going to get picked up for a third season, so let's go ahead and try to spin it off. So they had to write all this Kirk-Spock stuff around the plot that they already had, and this is what we get. A random episode of Star Trek that's mostly about Doctor Who.
2: It uh, This, uh, just Spock petting the cat. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Here I bring up Doctor Who, and you're still just like the no, cat. I mean, the, the
2: cat, cat. <laughs> you found the one thing I love more than Doctor Who, and it's cats. Um, <laughs> but it's like this amazing stoic character, and not even he can stop himself from petting this cat because cats are <laughs> awesome.
1: Yeah, but it seems like Vulcans would like cats. It seems like the two of them would get along.
2: It's true, even though cats are totally illogical. I mean, anybody who has this camera angle
0: on Scotty, like it panned across with him as he's walking and talking to the camera. I've
2: always enjoyed (laughs) that whenever they have those, like uh, you're seeing a view screen or whatever, it's shot like a TV show, like their security cameras would be like picking a dramatic zoom. Yes.
0: (laughs) That annoys the crap out of me so much. Even on the even on the uh, view screen, like the main view screen, they'll be talking to somebody and then the next time they talk to them, it's closer up on them. It's Mm -hmm. like, wait, what?
2: I think it's pretty clear that that cat actress loves Nimoy. Look, she's curled her paw around his hand. That's classic cat (laughs) love, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. And you
2: can't make a cat do that. You can't make a cat do anything. (laughs) Nope. You know, probably why they didn't pick up this pilot or whatever is because, can you imagine what a nightmare it would be shooting an entire series with a cat being your star? Yeah. You'd be like, okay, over here, over here, Ninja Cat. Ninja Cat would be like, no, I'm not doing that.
1: <laughs> it is like one of those weird things. I mean, like, you know, when when you think about the history of this series and the fact that the show was basically canceled, you know, like this was going to be the last episode of Star Trek.
2: That's is that so why they weird. used it to push another show?
1: Yeah, yeah, basically, he's like, okay, well, I can build all the sets and, you know, use the budget from Star Trek in order to make this thing and make it all pretty. And then that'll make the pilot, you know, whatever cheaper. Or, this was the pilot, but didn't get picked
0: up. So He has a sonic screwdriver. Andy. I
2: know. And see, this is the thing. Is it, it was going whatever...
0: to be American Doctor Who. Look, Why didn't they pick this up?
2: I was already impressed with Space Bond because he has Ninja Cat. And that is obviously his biggest asset. But then he turns off a force field and then just basically goes to the guy. You're tired. Go to bed. And now Ninja Cat makes her epic escape where she basically (laughs) just runs off. It's like, bye.
0: And nobody cares.
2: Well, nobody knows how awesome she is yet.
0: She attacked an (laughs) officer. That's impressive. But I love
2: that because she just is like, peace.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She got the door to open up for.
2: Well, yeah. I mean, she's like hanging out in there. You know, she's eavesdropping because she's a spy, the awesomest spy in existence. And then as soon as she's done with them, she just leaves.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And the door opens enough for a cat to get in. Like It doesn't open all the way. It's just like doggy door mode or something.
2: Okay. I love that Space Bond carries Ninja Cat everywhere everywhere <laughs> When I was watching this I was like, "Oh no, cuz Jerry was curled up with me when I was watching this. He was like, he's he's going to get ideas. I'm going to have to start carrying him around like an emperor."
0: <laughs> yep. So, and then Star Trek's over. Greatest
2: greatest opening or greatest opening. <laughs>
1: There were a series of comic books which were made. I think they were They're written by John They're super good. Yeah. Where they basically said, like, okay, well, what if this was a show? Let's and do that. And here
0: like, four episodes of it. Yeah. But, like, we, we immediately jump into this other television show we've never seen before. We've got moving bookcases. We've got, like, teleporters and stuff.
2: The sassy and the super computer. computer.
0: It, like, it's completely built up all the way.
1: Yeah. Which is cool. And then there's this scene right here. I think this is the scene where uh, he's talking to the computer and the computer's like, I need to verify that you're actually this dude, so tell me what your mission is. And he's like, okay. Here Space, is the, the final frontier. These are the yes, continuing here's voices the of the host. Here is for a television show, which you will all be watching in the near future.
0: <laughs> here's the elevator pitch. The Here best
2: part, though, is that they still haven't explained why he's carrying a cat around and talking yep. to it. Yep. Because, right. you know, we get to the end of the episode and kind of understand, but at this point, there's no context for why he has cat, which is why I find it so <laughs> delightful.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: I wonder if those books are real. Or if that's just a wall.
0: Uh, it's probably just a wall. Or you mean in-universe.
2: Both. I don't know. I just like books. <laughs> I've always enjoyed this computer because she's mean to him, and I like that. Yeah.
1: The tie that he wears is pretty cool. Uh, there's there's a, a company called Magnoli that makes ties based on movies, movie ties. They need to make one of these.
2: That would be oh. super obscure.
1: I would totally get that tie. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, Mike, stuff. I've
2: got your next cosplay. Okay, you get that okay. suit. You get that suit and that tie, and I'll lend you Jerry Cat. <laughs> oh yeah, that'll be good. And you'll just walk around on the convention floor carrying Jerry Cat. But I have to tell you that you'd be taking your life into your own hands.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That that seems a little terrifying, actually. But.
2: Jerry Cat only likes me. Everyone else is just worthless to him.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What about Mary Cat? Wouldn't that be better?
2: Mary Cat is the sweetest cat alive, but she hates being picked up and she hates being held. Um, Oh. So she's weird because she'll come when she's called. So, like, I can call her anywhere and she'll come running in, like, ready to. Ready to be loved, but she hates cuddling and she hates being picked up. Hmm. Super weird. And then Jerry cat's a cuddler, but he hates everyone. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is why I said cats are illogical. They don't make any sense.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm always disappointed when I when I look it up and realize that the Beta Five computer is not voiced by uh, Major Roddenberry. Yeah. Because. I mean, really, if you're going to write like, okay, we, we need to establish this thing, why not give your girlfriend a reoccurring job a- if this one falls apart? Yeah. But no, it's Barbara Babcock, who also did the voice of Isis. By the oh. way,
2: Barbara Babcock, because wow. she, she actually plays an actual character later on, actress. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which one. Oh, it's in Plato's Stepchildren. Looks like Step- a couple children. times. Um. Yeah. And I was watching her, and I could not figure out where I knew her from, and then I realized it was Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, and my mind was blown. But I'm, like, staring (laughs) at her, I'm like, I know her. And the thing is, I haven't seen Dr. Quinn since it was on the air, which was, what, mid-90s? That's not Dr. Quinn. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm IMDb-ing it right now to make you look she, like a fool.
1: She's that's Jane Seymour. She's no, not. She's Dr. Quinn, not Doctor Quinn. She's on Doctor Quinn.
0: Oh, no, I
2: was about to make you look such a fool on IMDb. No, because I looked her up. I'm not. I, I mean, if I look at somebody and I can't figure out where I know them from, I look it up.
0: Okay. She she was in Doctor Quinn.
2: Yeah, she was mean. She too. was not
0: Doctor Quinn.
2: <laughs> <laughs> at least I think she was. I. It's been years. I love all the fur coats. Lots of ah, oh, your yeah. hiding hat.
1: <laughs> that is a pretty epic hat, it's, you know. I don't it, know if people wore that back then. It's but, so uh... ugly. It looks hot. It's
2: so ugly. He looks like he belongs in a Russian winter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, see, the best part is there are a couple of Terry Gar is awesome. There's a yes. a couple of episodes mm-hmm. where he uses the same hat, so he like saved it. From the City on the Edge of Forever <laughs> is the first time we see it, and then he uses it again, and because, as Drew pointed out earlier, I love to keep an eye on his ear-hiding hats. I recognized it, but this is a new one.
1: Yeah, I don't think that that's the same ear-hiding hat. No, that's hat. not
2: the same one, but he wears it again in that... Uh... What's the one where they go in gladiator or fight?
0: Um,
1: patterns of... Four... No, no. Um, Bread and, and Circuses.
0: Yeah, that one. Yeah. I like that Gary Seven's cover name... ...is also Gary Seven. <laughs>
2: yeah. I never noticed that. Like,
0: really? I'm Doctor. Doctor Who? Yes, exactly. That's my cover. Doctor Who. <laughs> Doesn't make any
2: sense. I love Terry Gar. She's so she's so fun.
0: Yeah, she's the best.
2: And this outfit is... I can't... Now...
0: <laughs> this, this outfit is one of them that uh, Gene Roddenberry came on set and was just like, Can we bring this skirt up like... Eight inches. At least he didn't poke yeah. her in
2: the boob window. I I really I recently <laughs> found out that he did that to the Dura sisters.
1: He poked them in the boob window. Yeah, he came yeah, on no, set but... and
2: poked one of them in the boob window and asked if they were real.
1: <laughs> well, apparently he maybe he didn't do that, but I mean, word on the street is that Terry Gar did not exactly like doing this, and one of the main reasons was because of Roddenberry.
2: Because he creeped so. her.
1: Yeah, like what is? Doesn't she like refuse to talk about it and
0: stuff? Like I, she's like, I don't I, remember.
2: I don't want to talk I about think Star so. Trek. Where, I don't know. She's wearing tights with a single bright pink stripe up the side. <laughs> okay, it's pretty awesome. I bring up the costumes a lot. I I know this, um, but I don't know how you can watch Star Trek and not adore the costumes, even when they're ugly. They're amazing. Um,
1: yeah, <laughs> Will, William wear tights.
2: But I really like this because she's so clearly not who he thinks she is. And he's like, yeah. write it out. Write out what you did. And I'm like, she's just going to be like, well, I got up and I made some coffee. <laughs> her
1: purse, Don't too, is, is kind of amazing. What's wrong with you? you know? <laughs> and it matches her outfit.
2: But she's just so charming. And this is actually an yeah. an excellent female character. Um she's cute and she serves an actual purpose and they establish that she's smart and solves problems. And she reacts entirely how you would react if you were totally confused by all of this spacey nonsense. Yeah. Not to mention this yeah. weird guy who is, keeps asking her questions. She doesn't know the answer to that yeah. purse. Oh my God. How did I not re- see that purse? Can't believe Mike <laughs> saw it first. What is that? It looks like a portal cube. (laughs) It does.
1: (laughs) She needs to use it to recharge her uh, Green Lantern ring.
2: Oh my gosh, it does look (laughs) like that too. But the color makes it look like the uh, portal cube that you have to kill. Yes. The Companion Cube. The Friendship Cube. cube. Is that right?
0: Companion Cube, that's it. I love portal. I like the... There we go. Although behavior appears erratic, she possesses a high IQ. So it's like trying to say that she's smart. Yeah,
2: but you know, she is a woman, therefore highly irrational and does just crazy things that no one could ever understand.
0: (laughs) Just like a companion for the doctor. Perfect.
2: Perfectly done. You just want me to talk about Doctor Who. You keep trying to bait me to talk about Doctor Who, but we are here to watch Star Trek, sir.
0: Oh, uh, I just want to leave
1: Mike
2: out.
1: <laughs> even I, like, when she shows up, you know, and he's got the sonic screwdriver and everything, I was like, this is totally Doctor Who. I don't even know what that means, but it totally is. And it's, it, it,
2: it, it is, because Doctor Who aired several years before.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. Although yeah. the first Doctor doesn't Maybe use that's one of the screwdriver secret nearly reasons. as much. Maybe that's one of the secret reasons why this didn't get picked up.
2: Because the BBC well, one, was like no yo, one wanted
0: to work with Roddenberry. And two, BBC may have been like, I don't know about this, you guys.
2: You'll see my lawyers.
0: <laughs>
2: barristers with a big wig. The cat! Yeah, there we go. Ninja Cat. <laughs> the whole time I was tweeting this, I was like, um, they need to make Ninja Cat the star of a show. And this is before I realized that that was actually what was going to happen. <laughs> I was like, I yeah. would watch a show that is nothing but Ninja Cat just running into a room dramatically. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get over that purse. It's hideous.
0: So we're in like 10 minutes and we've like completely forgotten about the original characters. You're like, hiding, st- with it, See?
1: yeah this is not exactly the best send off for uh, the original series if that's what it ended up being even though it's a great episode on its own they really are guest stars in this thing which is kind of sad but I guess that's the nature of the biz right
2: okay no I got it I got it guys I dress up like Terry Gar. (laughs) Mike has has uh, and I'll get Jerry cat to like you somehow magic okay. and you'll be Gary seven. And then, um, drew, you can be spot with his ear hiding hat. <laughs> and we'll just That's wander cool. around a convention floor and be like, we're awesome.
1: <laughs> I-, I was at a convention one time where someone dressed up like spot. <laughs>
2: That's amazing. It was a pretty.
1: It was a pretty terrible costume, but it's the thought that counts, I guess, right? Yeah. So.
2: I'm gonna guess conventions wouldn't let you actually bring a cat.
1: Probably not. I mean, unless you said it was like a service animal.
2: <laughs> i try to think of an animal that would be a worse service animal than a cat, and I'm coming up short. <laughs> Cats were basically a, like a Guinea Pig like thousands of years ago. They were like, Man, why are we feeding ourselves? This is this is this is a waste of our time. Oh, these yeah. big dumb slow humans will probably feed us. The end. And that's how they've been feeding themselves ever since. Yep. Now there is a moment in in this scene that I didn't <laughs> he always has to bring a ninja cat. <laughs> I love how we're talking about how you probably wouldn't be able to bring a cat to a convention but he literally brings this cat everywhere including like a nuclear <laughs> yeah. launch
1: yeah like walks on top of him while he's like hanging from the cat well it's, it is a catwalk I guess that
0: makes sense yeah I guess it makes sense man.
2: I'm not super fi- fond of this scene because they basically are just picking up Terry Gar and moving her as if she's furniture <laughs> no the ear riding hat <laughs>
0: you know you see i've always had a problem with the reveal like because the whole pointed pointed ears and pointy eyebrows has just always been because i grew up with this show it's been so normal to me i don't think i would notice if somebody had pointy ears that's that's what Max said. He
1: said he didn't notice that Spock had pointy ears when he first started watching. Yeah, it he was Max. I was, knew
0: it was somebody that I knew. That it was was Max. Look,
2: those guys just walk, all these people just walking by this man carrying a cat yeah. around and nobody seems to find that strange at all.
1: I mean, would people really find it strange or would they just be like, I mean, because I'd probably be like, oh, look, you got a cat.
2: That's so cool. But they don't react at all. It was
1: the
0: all. 60s. We don't know much about the 60s. Maybe people walked around with cats all the time. Yeah,
1: that could be. You know? I mean, isn't that how they do it in France? No?
2: My French friend basically calls her cat cat, and they don't feed him at all. And occasionally he's around and occasionally (laughs) he isn't. And she was like, Why would you bring a cat inside and feed it? That's ludicrous. And I was like, Okay. (laughs) I mean, I guess this is a cultural difference. I really like these officers have these like really long coats. You would think that would impede yeah. their movement. Yeah, and see just the way that they kind of manhandle her has. I don't like it. I mean, I I understand why they are, but yeah. it's just a little bit uncomfortable.
0: Well, it's better than nerve pinching her and. He should have yeah, nerve-pinched her. Yeah, he said He's that, like, and then second,
2: wait, I'm like, no, it's not. He should have nerve-pinched her, and then she'd be unconscious, and they'd be done.
0: Nope, but then we just do the, <laughs> These the cops. funny joke where we beat somebody cops out. These four are
2: never going to be the same. Isn't that a huge violation of the Prime Directive? Like, ludicrously huge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Who's going to believe him?
1: This show's going to get canceled anyway. Nobody cares.
0: Yeah. Nobody's going to be talking about this in 47 oh, years. Oh, she's,
2: she's gorgeous. She really is.
0: She really is, yeah.
2: Gorgeous and charming. Good combo. Stock footage.
0: Yeah. 1960s so much stock, stock footage. Stock footage. Men sciencing things.
2: Science and the science. <laughs> Why are they all wearing the same tie?
0: <laughs> well, kind of like how in uh, Piece of the Action, everybody who's not the three main gangsters wears the same hat. I think it's just that they all, you know, this is what the prop department had oh, this time. Oh, tie, tie right
2: or here. tie right. That's just, that makes me uncomfortable.
0: Oh. Well, that's how they wear it in Mad Men, so I guess it's kind of. Well,
1: what? Oh, you mean with it being really high like that? Yeah. Well, that was the style back then. I
2: hate it. And then he's asking. I still don't understand the purpose for... of ties,
0: but I'm pretty sure. Sorry, but... I don't understand the purpose of ties, but I think it's to cover all the buttons. Mm. And it kind oh, of fails I thought at it was that.
2: an arrow pointing to what you wanted to emphasize. <laughs> um, I love that the security guy is like, "Let me see your papers," but he's never, at no point is he like, "Why do you have a cat?" <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Drew, that makes a lot more sense than what I thought.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't get the tie thing. It doesn't make any sense to me. But uh, yeah, no, but definitely, if you watch like movies and stuff from the '40s and everything, the ties are always really short like that. Um,
2: It's displeasing to the eye. Lay
1: down and have a
0: nap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, It, it. It. I. I imagine that his. Uh, his sonic screwdriver thing would not work all the time just well like the obviously doctors, it doesn't so that... work on
2: wood <laughs> that would be stupid
0: right that's stupid I have no but idea like I mean means. making everybody happy and you know wandering around seems like well we can get out of any jam I'm sure they'd fix that There's... it is just a pilot
2: sorry I'm just oh. <laughs> I'm just... I just this episode is amazing I wish I could park right outside my front door of work.
0: Yeah, he backed well, in it there. Says, apparently, what, launch
1: director something
2: Cromwell. Or
0: other. So, like, I want a name. So, I want a nameplate on my car.
1: So, if he's like the launch director, he probably. And why is he just you know,
2: wandering away? Did I miss that when I was thinking about ties? Stop. So Gary
0: Seven's in the trunk.
1: And here's also the classic you know, we need to hide James Dewin's hand shots, you know, let's have him
0: stand really awkwardly, so as not to show if his Andy hand. probably's never noticed <laughs> uh his right hand he's missing a finger is it no, it's his left hand, right
2: who cares? That's cool.
0: I, I don't remember one of his hands is missing a finger, right yeah, so exactly. Scotty has all of his fingers, but James Dewin doesn't, so they- ha- try to Hi. hide. It. I don't know. Yeah, Well, I think because you would want to explain in the future, you know, they'd be able to fix that. that. If, If this is the perfect society that Roddenberry was dreaming about, they'd be able to fix that. I don't know. I mean, to me, it's like, but they go to great
1: lengths to hide it. He's always, like, in weird, you know, positioning his arms in weird ways, or... They've even gone to like cutaways where like if he's picking something up, they'll put it in a different It's not view. his hand. <laughs> yeah.
2: I did not know that. And, Especially, disturbed. Yeah. and he gets to drive Especially right up he, against lost the, it. the launch. Yeah, That's
0: He lost true, it in yeah. Normandy.
1: Yeah, he lost it at, uh, during the Battle of
0: D-Day.
2: You know so I not mean, something you should be ashamed of, Normandy of in on any D-Day. way.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> but I guess it would be hard to explain in a futuristic sci-fi show. I, Why didn't they fix his finger?
2: That
1: seems perfectly reasonable to me, you know, I mean whatever they're like we don't have finger making technology I'm
2: really really jealous, know? yeah, of this but we can take out guy. people's
0: brains, he
2: just gets to drive wherever he wants, right up to a launch pad, you know, it...
0: yeah, like right underneath the launch pad, but he's like the yeah, dude in charge, so you
2: know, yeah, but still, I mean, he literally gets to walk from the car to the you know where he's gonna start sabotaging the launch.
1: that's the way it works Uh, you know yeah i mean that's you know i mean that's you know i mean look at like like a a movie studio you know the director's always got the parking spot in front same thing
2: Mm.
0: so they're launching nukes into space which apparently was a problem like uh the Star Trek science advisors said, "Don't say that because you know it's against the law. We have a treaty that we can't do this." And Ron Bear was like, "No, no, drama." <laughs> it's like the only time that he ignored them. He's like, "No, but drama."
2: This is just, and it, oh. it, I, I have to point out again that we still don't know why. <laughs>
1: But we have established that the cat is intelligent. Yeah. And is doing stuff. No, I mean, this
2: this is so amazing. He wears his cat like a scarf. (laughs) Here's the bucket hat. It is kind of... Guys, this is my favorite ear hiding hat ever. It's the (laughs) epic bucket hat. (laughs) But the best part about it is that Leonard Nimoy is so ludicrously attractive and so hot that he even looks hot in a bucket hat. And that is saying something. If you can look hot in a bucket hat, you can pull off anything.
0: (laughs) Uh I like how they can zoom in. On this, we're bouncing these, this signal off a weather satellite, and then it's got a dramatic pan <laughs> up. Like, wait, it, I thought it was a weather satellite. And now it's not in position. I don't understand.
2: I generally have learned that when red things flash, that's bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I've learned.
1: Well, red alert. Do, doesn't red alert come from Star Trek?
0: I think so. Everything I mean, comes I, from I Star Trek, obviously. Yeah,
1: it's true. Even Doctor mm, Who,
2: no, <laughs>
1: <laughs> they just went back in time and then they created Doctor Who oh in the past. Time travel can explain everything. Shouted around the sun.
0: Is that a sword on the wall? Oh,
1: it might be. Wow. I'm just
2: confused as to why you would think using the pen for your secret door tripping. Like pens are actually something people use. Like if you,
0: it's not like it's not like the Batcave where you're like flipping up Lincoln's exactly. head and like, pushing a button. I, I mean, there is
2: totally a reason why somebody could be near the desk suddenly need a pen and grab the pen. <laughs> they must have saved a lot of money on this episode. Yeah, and now she's going to crack the this money. safe.
1: Well, they probably had to because I imagine the sets that they built were really expensive, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, the cat is, but they were is and they paid, on it
2: because they... of course it is this cat. I don't know. Oh my... I'm like, let's be real for a second. The cat. <laughs> How did they yes, train this the cat, cat that they have for this episode is amazing. Now, to be fair, when I do yoga and I'm in child's pose, Mary cat settles herself right in the same place in the small of my back. <laughs> but I could never get her to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. My cat crawls on my back all the
0: time, but uh, not on cue. (laughs) Of course, we don't know how many hundreds of takes it took for that. Uh, At
2: this point, I'm guessing that they just put the cat in the scene and let it do what it wanted.
0: Yeah, (laughs) as long as it didn't like jump into the camera. Uh, always the awkward situation where Kirk and Spock are captured and everybody's poking their phasers and stuff
2: kirk and spock are captured one bajillion times and escape another bajillion times (laughs) the number of times they're in some sort of jail this is the part where i realized that um ninja cat is actually a rocket scientist like literally a rocket scientist (laughs)
0: She kind of nodded her head there. That was.
2: That's that's because ninja uh, cat is know. the greatest thing that's happened to this show ever.
1: <laughs> I mean, you talk about cosplaying Gary Seven and everything like that, but really, I mean, for your cat, if you get the collar thing, then they could cosplay yeah, too.
2: Um, the problem would be that they would hate it.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's true.
0: He's just, he's just, he doesn't God, know what he's doing.
2: Gary's just God poking is so and prodding. God he's so handsome. Look how handsome he is. <laughs> what? <laughs> how does he manage to just, <laughs> yeah, like, that... zoom into Gary7?
0: Yeah, zoom even even closer. Here's a dramatic shot.
2: Drew, <laughs> I didn't even know his name was Gary7 until you said so, because the whole time I was watching it, All I thought, (laughs) I just called him Space Bond the whole time.
0: But Gary seven. Like, that's just seven. Well, I mean,
2: isn't the implication that there's like a Gary six and a Gary eight?
1: Probably, yeah. Yeah.
2: Ninja Cat, what do I do with these wires? Help!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I like that he can feel that he's getting beamed up.
2: See, that's not quite as epic as his first entrance, but it's still pretty good. Because now he's like casually sitting on the ground.
1: <laughs> it is weird though, like if, if you know, the cat is like a sentient being and everything like that. and And really, they just work together, it seems like. You know, the fact that every time that he picks up the cat, which is perfectly reasonable and everything, but he's like stroking it and everything... I mean, there seems to be some boundary issues there. When I knew,
2: when I was watching, I agree. (laughs) But when I was watching it the first time, I actually thought it was a cat because I didn't know. Right. And then at the end, when it switched to a woman, I was like, I'm going to pretend that didn't happen because that just changed the whole thing. (laughs) She's wearing a collar. He's carrying her around. So I just pretend that didn't happen. Is is
1: it a collar or is it just like a? I mean, that's just some bling. I thought right? it was a
0: necklace. Yeah, it's a necklace. Yeah, it's a
1: necklace. It's not a collar.
0: She only saw it for a few seconds. She'll see it again in a minute. Okay.
2: That bucket hat. <laughs> and this is one of my favorite things about when Kirk.
0: And it doesn't hide his ears. You could see his ears just fine with them.
2: It just distracts with its ugliness. So. One of my favorite things about Kirk and Spock when they're in a jam and what they do is basically Kirk causes a distraction and Spock gets sneaky. It's like their go-to move. Mm -hmm. So, like, Kirk is, like, flailing around and then everybody's looking at him and then Spock (laughs) nerve pinches them from behind.
0: (laughs) What is that guy doing?
2: But They've got that down to a science at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're good. They're a well-oiled machine. <laughs> Alright, plan A. Which is just, I'll around, and then you do nothing.
2: To be fair, Kirk is very Rockets. good at flailing.
0: <laughs> That's why they call it Kirk-Foo.
2: I, and I noticed this... I noticed this before, but I really noticed it the other day when um, I was watching that episode where, oh, goodness, it's terrible. It was the one, oh, the one that you were mocking, Drew, where they built the replica of the ship and Kirk is um, like being to a fake Enterprise. Mark yeah, of Gideon. Mark yeah, of yeah Gideon. So I really noticed it then because they have Kirk fighting and he is like, rah, and just like raving, ran, you know, punching and wrestling and very dramatic. And then they cut to Spock, who fights two, uh, I don't know, security guards or whatever, and he basically is like, yoink, boom, and just throws the guy down the hall and is done. It's like very straightforward fighting with like no flair whatsoever, very businesslike. And I actually like that they gave him different styles. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Nimoy who who decided that. He's like, I don't think Vulcans would be violent. How about he just has a thing where you can just pinch them and they fall down. And they were like, cool, go well, with that. I
2: mean, he's clearly a very good fighter. He holds his own quite admirably quite often. I mean, the other
1: thing to think about, I guess, is that Vulcans are naturally stronger than humans. Well, he right? does
2: hurl that guy mm-hmm. down the hallway without blinking an eye. That is a good shot. Yeah. But now I'm confused by a sonic screwdriver because. (laughs) What that was more like a. What does that thing do? Everything.
0: Everything apparently wasn't that what a sonic sonic... screwdriver does. It's kind. It's supposedly limited. I thought that that A sonic screwdriver uses
2: sonic technology to do stuff. See, that makes total stuff. Total sense.
0: This. This. Uses something to make people happy and very susceptible to suggestion, or shoots things.
2: I mean,
1: <laughs> okay, I got the impression that that's like exactly what a sonic screwdriver. No,
2: did. I've but, never uh, seen the Doctor use a sonic screwdriver yeah. to like alter someone's mood. He blows things up with it all okay. the time. Yeah.
0: Right. Well, Mike has never seen the sonic screwdrivers, so I've seen sonic screwdrivers like <laughs> twice.
2: More red blinking.
0: Well, I mean, I've
1: seen them around, you know, I mean, like I've seen them around the house and stuff. (laughs) No, I mean, I have because I lived in a house with a dude who was a big Doctor Who fan and he'd have sonic screwdrivers. As you do.
2: (laughs) I love that at first.
0: I'm looking at at mine over there. It like you were
2: like, well, doesn't everyone have a sonic screwdriver like in their junk drawer? You
1: know.
0: Yeah, I like that uh, at this point, even now, you don't know what Gary's point was. Like, is he going to try to blow well, up I thought Earth, it was pretty
2: obvious that he was Terry a good Garth guy. Terry like, I'm going to stop him. No one who has a cat who likes him that much is bad.
1: <laughs> what about Blofeld?
0: Well, yeah,
2: freaking Did Blofeld. that cat really like him? Or did that cat tolerate him?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's a good point.
2: See, I don't think Blofeld's cat would have slept on his, the small of his back. That's all I'm saying.
1: <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, but man, that would be awesome. Oh man, they better do that, Inspector. <laughs> I want to see a cat sleeping on the small of Christoph Waltz. I back. just,
2: <laughs> I just really love that I've been watching. Oh my. Okay, come on now. Spock and Kirk have been standing there doing nothing for like ten minutes.
0: Yeah. Nothing. Things are still <laughs> happening. It's like, Spock oh, actually we're looks kind
2: of bored.
1: <laughs> it's a metaphor. This is what for happens when this, you
0: take. <laughs> this, this, is this is what episode. happens when you take a script yeah. and you say, "What are our characters going to do while this is happening?" Stand oh, there. Wear a bucket you know? hat.
1: Well, we just have them stand around. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: weird. <laughs> Whatever that cigar case was made yeah. out of.
2: Hardcore material.
0: Apparently it's really hurtful. It looks like it was metal. Well then it would be like tin and then it would just dent. I don't know. I don't want to get hit
1: on the head with, with a metal cigar case.
0: Yeah, and she has no idea what setting That, that could be thing the blow up is setting it on like kill him or make him yeah. make him feel good or lock the door and just locks his ears? I don't know.
2: I would say a quarter of this episode is stock footage.
0: Yeah, I, it looks that way. I never really noticed, but yeah, it's pretty much all stock footage.
1: Yeah, with the HD, you can see like the changes in picture quality pretty drastically, even within the footage that they shot, which is kind of weird. Yeah, there's a lot of. Bad Every time I see
2: this. the, um... oh my gosh, communicators, I. Totally forgot for a second. <laughs> See? Nerve pinch. Don't. Um, I think about how whoever designed the first flip phone clearly was a Star Trek fan. There's no other explanation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of the reasons why I've insisted why I was very insistent on getting a flip phone up until I had to switch. A real to, phone. You know, yeah. a smartphone. Yeah.
0: But whatever. No, I, My dad and I used to flip our phones all the time. Just
2: flip. I yeah. think.
0: I grew up with, uh, we had walkie-talkies that looked like oh, communicators. Awesome. So dad and I would play in the house and flip open the communicator and stuff. So I've always been. I
2: really, phony. really want that red phone that calls the president. <laughs> the thing is, though, if I called.
0: Or the phone yeah. that calls well, Batman. The thing is, is, if
2: I ever used the phone to call the president, I would be like hey, did you see Game of Thrones? That was crazy, right? Like, I, I probably... <laughs> I funny.
0: watched it six months ago because I'm the president of the United States.
1: I mean, they they did have a thing where he, they, they said, like, oh, here are some things that uh, the president requested from HBO, you know? And they were like, True Detective <laughs> and I think Game of Thrones.
2: There's no way that Obama and... doesn't watch True Detective. That has to be true.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can
2: just picture him like, yeah, watching Russ Cole do his like really existential philosophy and just being like, "Yep."
1: Well, I don't know if you saw this, but just like last week, he interviewed um, the creator of the. Oh Wire. well,
2: David Simon though makes sense because David Simon has a really, really good grasp on actual policy.
1: I mean, I guess he was like a. It's more than that. Like, he. Or, well, I work in local government.
2: Years. David Simon nailed local government and he nailed the connection between how public policy is decided and how it actually plays out in real life. He was. I can yeah. see that a million times. I actually think The Wire should be like required watching in high school civics class.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, and Obama has said, I think, that it's his favorite show. He says that Omar is his favorite
2: Obama likes Spock, too. His history, I so. mean, Leonard Nimoy, you know that you we are an important Bring human being who, loved, who left an important legacy when both NASA and the President of the United States feels the need to make a statement when you die.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was
2: just... Yeah. Now I'm getting sad. Yeah. Don't just wait till the movies.
1: <laughs> no, but you know, on the bright side, he did live a, a very long and and full life, and he he left a, a legacy behind, which is you know something we could all appreciate.
2: Yeah, that so. didn't stop me from sobbing at my desk to, like good. a little girl. All my work colleagues were like, yeah, "What are yeah, you doing?" Well,
1: no, no, I, 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 I know the feeling for sure. Yeah, yeah.
2: I felt kind of weird about it, actually, because I was like, if I feel this strongly and I haven't even finished the original series, what are people that grew up with the original series feeling?
1: It is strange. You know, I mean, I like I, as I said, then it's like I should not for some dude who I'd never even met, you know, I but should he not didn't be this feel
2: like but... that. Even for me, he didn't feel like that. He felt like yeah. a member of your family, like an honorary uncle or something yeah yeah there are just some people sometimes actors sometimes not some people that connect in a bigger way i don't know how to put it better than that and he was one of those people see no oh here comes no i like that
0: (laughs) i pretend that this
2: does not happen she is a cat. She is not a cat lady. She she does not wear that <laughs> outfit. Nope.
0: I like that that Kirk and Spock are just like, no, we didn't interfere because this was uh exactly what was supposed to happen. Why didn't they look that up? They knew they were gonna be there that day. Yeah. They were going back there to figure out stuff and it's like, Oh yeah, according to history books this happens. So yeah, we're gonna let you do it.
2: Why would <sighs> she need to have ears? See the tooth When she is human. Cat ears.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, it's like, uh, you know, what's her name? Ariana Grande. She does that, right? So, it's just a thing. It's the fashion. (laughs) It catches on now in 2015. Okay, so you're telling me that Ninja Cat in human
2: form needs to have (laughs) sparkly tights and cat ears?
1: Uh, The sparkly tights I can't really justify. But the cat ears, you know, I can just see that as being a fashion trend, which is... You know, I hate it. continued from twenty fifteen.
2: She's just a the cat.
1: Uh, the cat ears are a little weird. It's like I, I mean, I, I don't have any problem with her changing into human form. Um, the, the idea that she's dressed as like a cat Halloween playmate. costume thing is a little. She weird. was a playboy. That's playmate. probably why she was, was she? cast. Okay. Yes, but 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 the fact that you know Terry Gar is like. What the fuck is that, dude? What's going we can on? swear.
2: If I knew <laughs> you know? we could swear, we would have to. Uh, no, 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 sorry. no.
1: <laughs> I was thinking that I was on my other show. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> whatever. Man, if, uh, I, sorry. if I had known what, that, what the? F-
2: this commentary would have been totally different.
1: <laughs> no, you're not allowed. But but the point was, you know, that at least Terry Gar actually calls them out on it. Yeah. Which is weird, seeing as how they're the ones who put that in them in the thing, and it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But at least it's acknowledged that it's. Ridiculous. I love that that so that weird,
2: weird alien head is still the last thing you see.
1: Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's great.
0: So that's some that some things never change.
1: That's uh, that's Assignment Earth. The end of season. Oh, you know two. what? We should
2: just go on and, and keep watching the epic episode that is Spock's brain. That's the best <laughs> no, that's episode okay. ever, guys. I have you things think? To
1: do. Spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> Come on. <laughs>
0: you haven't
2: seen it. I have it yet. seen it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> it's horrible. I never want to see it again.
1: So, so Andy, uh, where where can people find you on the internet? Um,
2: you can watch my live tweeting at uh, at first time trek on twitter there's no audio but it's still fun and i am also part of the podcast women at warp which you can find at women at
1: excellent well thank you very much for joining us again we really appreciate it and yeah yeah finish up season three real quick so that we can have you back on to talk uh, about that yes
2: and thank you for letting me watch space bond and ninja cat again <laughs>
0: anytime anytime
2: <laughs>
0: thanks andy Well, it was really fun talking to Andy about Simon Earth today, but that's just one of the Trek topics we've been talking about on Trek FM this week. Here's a quick look what you may have missed elsewhere on the network. Previously on Trek.FM, Standard Orbit.
1: Set this movie at the end of the five-year mission. Skip ahead five years, you know, kind of like Dark Knight or whatever, and then mm-hmm. say, okay, we've had all these adventures, blah, 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 blah. And now we're at the end. We're about to go home, you know, and it's been, you know, a fun time was had by all. Earl Grey. Again, you know, because it's January, my ship was shot beyond the bounds of normal (laughs) little stellar travel (laughs) to the center of the galaxy. But we were back in time for tea. The Orb. They're they're not even thinking about it at this point. Okay. How do we start the resistance? How do we do all this? Yeah because they have become comfortable with where they are and thinking that they're doing all they can. And yet we know as the audience that they're not.
0: To the journey! I want you to say right now in front of our our friends, okay? And in front of me and the Lord Almighty, what is your favorite season?
2: (laughs) Okay, this isn't the favorite season.
0: I want you to tell me what your favorite (laughs) season is. Daniel,
1: Daniel and Darren, promise we won't ever be like this. The ready room. So what's the deal? You know, does Tom have a dad we don't know about? Apparently.
0: Because who was, was this guy that Paris. he was remembering yeah, as you his know, dad?
2: Was that Nick Lacarno's dad? <laughs> that was
0: Nick Lacarno's dad, yes. Commentary, Trek stars.
1: But I, I mean, here's you. the question, John. If, if you're living fight club, then you know we have to ask, if you could fight anyone, who would you fight? William Shatner. All right, literary
0: treks. The main storyline here is the battle for the Vulcan soul. They are one of the most logical races, and yet they have an intensely
1: spiritual aspect to them.
0: Axenar, the official podcast. You were there. Mm. How long did we wait for them to try and reach that? Oh minute? man, it was it minutes? was it was at least as long as the Enterprise penetrating Viger's <laughs> outer shield to getting into the actual machine core. The Six O Two Club so as far as the realism question is concerned um whether or not that's the right thing to do it's the marvel way to do it i mean i think that's the that's the defining difference between marvel and dc and that's what else is happening on trek.fm so check out these shows and get in on the daily trek talk you'll find them on itunes stitcher spreaker soundcloud or you can just stream from the website just visit trek.fm slash podcast to get all the links Well, let's tell everyone where they can contact us if they'd like to share their thoughts on today's show. You can go to trek.fm slash contact. There's a form there. Choose Send a Show and choose Standard Orbit. That'll come to both of us by email. You can also use the tab on the left-hand column of any page to send us a voicemail using your webcam's microphone. Or you can talk to us and our other listeners at our Facebook group, The Babel Conference. In social media, you'll find our Facebook page at facebook.com slash trek.fm. And on Twitter under username trek.fm. You can find me at 005 on Twitter, D-O-U-B-L-E-O-F-I-V-E. And you can find Mike under Mumbles3K and Stars, And you can find him on Commentary Stars here on Trek.FM and on CommentaryTrackStars.com. Before we go, we'd like to ask everyone to please support our sponsor, who helps Spring Standard Orbit to you each week. And our sponsor for this show is Audible.com. Audible's a great way for you to read all the books you've always wanted to read but never thought you'd have time for. Audible's the premier source for audiobooks with more than 150,000 titles to choose from and new titles coming every week. From classics to current bestsellers and even some of the most famous Star Trek books like Prime Directive and Federation, Audible has something for everyone. As a Trek FM listener, you can get a free audiobook of your choice along with a 30-day trial just to see how great Audible is. So give it a try today, catch up on all those classic Star Trek books you've yet to read or that latest novel from your favorite author as well. Just go to audibletrial.com slash trekfm and sign up today. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash trek.fm, and we thank Audible for supporting Standard Orbit and Trek FM. We'd also like to thank Richard Rutledge Jr. for being our associate producer. You can find him on Twitter at RUT8972, and we really appreciate him supporting us on Patreon. And if you want to support us on Patreon, that's another way you can help out. You can go to patreon.com slash trek.fm. You'll find a list of donation levels where you can get things like exclusive digital goodies, early access to episodes, access to our project manager, and even be listed as an associate producer for our shows. You'll also find out where the donations can go, things like covering the monthly cost of hosting and distribution, hiring an editor for our shows, and upgrading our equipment. Again, that's Patreon.com/TrekFM. So check it out. Next week, Mike and I are going to talk about the the long-awaited, long-anticipated what-if-the-cage had gotten picked up, that, that, that what-if scenario. And then the week after that, we'll have Andy back for Season 3, so be sure to stay tuned for that. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Have a good week and keep on trekking. It is the will of Landru. Mr. Chekhov, take us out of orbit ahead, walk Factor 1. I
1: sir.